We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Thursday to everyone out there. Lucky Lucky Podcast. The the Anora Boys are in the building. Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. responsibly. Fox Sports, The Athletic, whatever other outlet, this dude is a legend at this point. Author, college football, NFL, high school football, Bruce Feldman joins the show on the other side, back end of the show. Talk about college football, the season, things that stood out. Talk some NIL and his story that he wrote in The Athletic, man, which was fabulous, man. Following high school athletes all the way up to the NFL All-Pro team, seeing how important five-star is in recruiting rankings, man, when it comes to the NFL. Some good stuff. I can't wait to follow that up on the conversation we had with Manny Navarro yesterday. And we're going to talk about some of the things that stood out with Manny Navarro that he brought up. And then I think one of the things I really want to dive into is some projections, right? So ESPN put out their college football projections, like Heisman, you know, freshman phenoms, surprises, and Heisman candidates. I don't want to talk about the Heisman candidate because we've talked about that, but I want to know who's going to be the freshman phenom for Notre Dame. It was pretty easy to see that Benjamin Morrison was the freshman phenom for Notre Dame this year. I would ask who was the surprise of the season left? Who was the surprise of the 2022 season? And who do you think is going to be the surprise of the 2023 season? That's the LL question of the day. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Go download all of our great content. Leave five stars. We greatly appreciate it. Then leave your comments. We read all comments. We respond to all comments, man. Because of LL Nation, you have made us one of the fastest growing podcasts centered around Notre Dame football. And we greatly appreciate you. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So let's start right there, Lef expectations I guess we can start with this how legitimate of a Heisman candidate is Sam Hartman in your opinion provided everything goes right I think he's good enough to get in the room I don't know if he's going to be the top number one uh, voted for but I think he can get fifth or fourth in the race for sure we just want him to get it there a flight to New York. Winning it, I think it'd take a guy like a Kenny Minchie or a car to be in the system, be a under a Marcus Freeman led team. That's his guy kind of thing. I just don't think um Sam Hartman has more talent than Caleb Williams if it came down to who's more talented to win out for a Heisman candidate. So, it's, you know what? Every Heisman candidacy comes down to two or three games, right? Like, literally, Caleb Williams won the Heisman back to back. Because of Notre Dame. No, no, no. It wasn't just Notre Dame. It was UCLA and Notre Dame back-to-back weeks. The great game, the great performance against UCLA, then facing Notre Dame in a Coliseum and putting on that performance. It was a wrap. That was it. You usually need two games that people can point to to say, that's the moment. That's the Heisman, right? Because even though Texas A&M and Johnny Manziel weren't contenders for a national championship, Johnny had two games, one in particular on the road against Alabama, where it was just like, that's a Heisman moment. So, Ohio State, USC, Clemson. Two of those games have to be highs in the moments for Sam Hartman. 
in my oh, opinion. Three. At least minimum two or three have to be Heisman moments. But more than likely, I would say it would be Clemson on the road. Clemson on the road and Ohio State at home. But that also means that we're winning because of Sam Hartman, and I don't think that he would be the reason why we win. I think he would be a great catalyst for guys that we really could depend on to, to be breakout players this season to win games for us. But for him to be the Heisman candidate winner, he would have to be the reason why we beat uh, Clemson away in Ohio State, meaning he's got 400 yards, clutch touchdowns. He's out there, one-man team. Our offense is built sort of for that, but that's not how Sam has made his money. Sam has made his money on being a good distributor of the football. But I think, you know, anything can happen. He's definitely got the talent to be taken to New York, and that's that's my expectation. If he win it, then damn, you – Exceeded anything I thought you could have did. <clears throat> I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's interesting you say that because I think moving forward, most people will assume that Drake May and Caleb Williams will more than likely win the award. Yeah, one of them. My biggest surprise of last season, I'm going to be honest. I would say my biggest surprise for 2022 was Xavier Watts. Yeah, of course. I would say it was Xavier Watts. And I thought about doubling up with Benjamin Morrison. But Benjamin Morrison, I got to watch him. Like I said, I got to watch him in fall camp. And when I watched him in fall camp, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this dude is, he's for real. Yeah, He's going to be nice. I thought about Logan Diggs. You know, because I'll go back, look, the, the antics on the sideline at the Blue and Gold game, being upset because he w- didn't get the ball on the play. Then he injures his shoulder. You know, he was homesick his freshman year, battled through that. But he didn't have a chance to prepare. This is his first offseason, healthy, being able to go hard in the offseason. So he's probably going to come back even stronger and better next year. And for him to perform the way he did, I didn't expect that. I didn't because things were trending, um, not negatively, but kind of like you felt like, okay, he is who he is, you know, but he really elevated his game. So he was a candidate. Jaden Thomas is someone that you could say was a surprise, right? Even though no, we heard we about, about him about in the bowl Jayden game. Thomas right. in the spring. Yeah. yeah. We did. His important role as the third receiver growing into the the number one. And, you know, I think we were pretty on point about him specifically, but mm-hmm. more but not so. To tease, not to tease our Back to the Future on Monday, which is featuring the Marshall game. He, 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 he did some bad things in that Marshall game. Mm. And he recovered nicely. But you're right. You're right. We spoke glowingly about him in the spring. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Xavier Watts is my biggest surprise of 2022 left. Yeah, Xavier Watts, from a surprise of impact, because not only did he get in at sort of a new position, but he made an impact right away. 
And so I think he was going to be my easy choice. But I think uh, my biggest surprise for this year, it's kind of tough. I think we pretty accurately talked about what was going to take place in terms of players on the scene. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest surprise probably was the the non-impact or the, the impact that wasn't as expected uh, getting our transfer from Northwestern. Mm. I thought that would be what we were high on in the spring. Oh, tell me what he doesn't do better than Kyle Hamilton. You know, Kyle Hamilton's doing pretty good with the Ravens. <laughs> Came on strong towards the end of the season, for sure. So, I think that was my biggest surprise from a – I thought you would have been way more impactful based off of what we were seeing early. I mean, everything was pointing towards you being the next first round under outside of Kyle. I thought we were about to be safe to you for a minute. Yeah, I got misled the way he was picking Drew Pine off from practice consistently. (laughs) I should have known that it was more about Drew Pine and not him, really. See, that's hindsight, that's what you got to look at. In hindsight, switch so guy. Do you are you are you really going against the top of the top, doing that? Making one-handed interceptions, two-handed interceptions over his head. It was the same quarterback the whole time. Same quarterback. And I just never really thought about it. is this really Drew Pine, or is this more about Brandon Joseph? Because what is Arizona State going this year? Six and six? You know? Hey, so it's, like, it's the Pac-12. You never know, bro. It's going to be tough because they got some good quarterback play in that Pac-12. Who wins more games, Arizona State or Colorado? Oh, Colorado. I trust Shador. I think Shador can match up with some of those. Oh, guys. they definitely have a better quarterback. I mean, but it's 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 pretty pretty thick in the Pac-12 right now. I think Shador play. Shador could have you know when you go out out west and you get that close to Hollywood, you know he could have made a better choice than Storm Reed, but you know it is what it is. And he kind of he kind of rushed that, in my opinion. Like yo, pump the brakes, bro. <laughs> let it let it let it happen. Pump the brakes. This happened kind of quick. Chill, chill. I'm being petty. I'm being petty. No, I'm being petty. I'm being petty. That's an insider. She's a student at USC, and some things have transpired. So that's me just being. Yeah, yeah, just just you know, in the scoop because you you got eyes and ears. Right, you got eyes and ears. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Lucky Lefty Podcast. Yo, I saw a comment. I think. Was it Jay Carr? Yeah, Jay Carr. Thanks for tapping in as you always do, my brother. Zeke Carell was a, was a pleasant surprise. Absolutely. Zeke Carell struggled a little bit, and he really came back. Was an anchor, was spoken glowingly about Jacob Lacey and other defensive linemen as being one of the most difficult and technically sound linemen to deal with on a consistent basis. And to have him back, you know, as the captain in the center, 
this year for Sam Hartman and the quarterbacks, that's a big deal. That's a big deal moving forward. Pretty big deal. Pretty big I deal. I mean, you you know, like just not it's bigger than just oh snapping the ball, which is a huge part of a play, getting the snap off. But having your center to be for a quarterback, especially a transfer quarterback, having a center that's smart, really good, and can control schemes, blocking schemes, call out what needs to be done. That's huge. That takes a lot off the shoulders of Sam Hart. It does, especially when you're trying to still integrate getting into an offense for one year uh, and how things can can really be. I think that control piece of, of being at that position can really help the quarterback settle in a lot faster, even though I do think Sam could probably handle a lot of that being ex- as experienced as he is. But having two heads at doing it, uh, can really make it come together smoothly, especially if we switching quarterbacks in and out, potentially, uh, and having the, the the mind of having the cadence for both quarterbacks, that matters. Um, and having experience at that position can only help identify and strengthen that, that center of the offense uh, to where we can really be in a lot of games like we are every year. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think we've been in a position where we're just outmatched outright where we're not close to winning, you know. So um I think that comes a lot from that centered offense. Someone said Howard Cross. Howard Cross. We talked about him too though. Yeah, but Howard Cross balled out in 21, dude. Like the game against yeah. Wisconsin, the game against Cincinnati. Howard Cross has flashed for a couple of years. I don't know I expected Howard Cross to play well yeah. last year. So he, he, to me, it really wasn't a surprise. But you did something interesting by going the opposite way. The play of Isaiah Foskey early was a huge surprise to me. Mm. And I'll honestly say the actions of some of the seniors on this team early in the season off the field mm. it's a huge surprise to me That's i'll right. tell you now some dudes was some there were some dudes on this squad that were seniors that were yeah i'll use the word jerk i could be a little bit stronger but they were jerks and keeps the gc yeah they were on flat ground. out jerks they were flat out jerks and it was really to the detriment of the team early on. So that that's a that was a huge surprise to find out. And I'm gonna be honest, bro. The inconsistency of Drew Pine was a surprise to me. Why? It just was, bro. I didn't think it was that to that point. Even sitting there watching the blue and gold game. Remember when people after blue and gold game, we're like, man, it's the blue and gold game. Don't worry about it. It's just a scrimmage. And if you go watch the blue and gold game, that's who he was. Yeah. That's that's who he was. Inconsistent. Can play one game really good. The next game is like you can play one half really good. The next half, you know, 
Yeah, the inconsistency definitely was a surprise considering how competitive the spring and fall camp were on guys competing to get a spot, thinking that consistency from practice, how Marcus Freeman preached about would translate to the game. But, you know, football is a complex sport when evaluating talent. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, fortunately, you know, some guys are great practice players and not the same on the field in game time. Some guys aren't uh, are 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 not great practice players, but always find a way to impact the game in some way. That's just how it is, and how delicate the process is. That's why it goes to the same. You can't coach everybody the same. No, and it's the same way. You can't evaluate everybody the same. Now you can right. have fundamental discipline to certain things you want to do, but I mean, you know, you can know the whole playbook and not be good at executing it. <laughs> I think that's what frustrates us when we think about guys like Tobias Merriweather, who obviously doesn't know every aspect of the playbook like a Braden Lindsay, but can produce more than a Braden Lindsay can produce. So you need him out there. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a nice complex mix of why it's hard on being a coach getting paid that much because you got to know how to balance it. Cause a lot of people think, it's a one-way thing, you know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. never a one-way way of doing it. Even Bill Belichick, as militant and disciplined as it is, you know, it has some success. But as you can see, without certain players, it just can't come together all the way. It only goes so far. It works both ways, right? Like so certain players, ways. certain players need that to develop. And people are, I tell people this all the time. Tom Brady didn't come to the NFL as Trevor Lawrence, as Pat Mahomes, ready to go. I mean, these guys are playing ready to go. He needed time to develop. So he needed that system to be able to develop into the guy that he developed into. And in my opinion, you're extremely blessed as an athlete when you can come in and win Super Bowls while still developing because that's not the natural order right that's not the natural order like they beat the greatest show on turf because of that defense right a running game that went over 120 yards kept kurt warner off the field and marshall falk off the field and then tom brady was able to make one or two plays yeah that's what you see guys and it, it is, it's, that's what the it factor is as well. Guys that yeah. can come in right away and impact on a level that's an, it's an anomaly, like a Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. It's, he's only been in the league for three years and, and, and is on pace for two Super Bowls in three years. That's not the regular way, you know, quarterbacks develop in the league. No, no. <laughs> Jordan Love hasn't touched a real snap. At all. And he's been, in the, been drafted way, you know. For a yeah. minute now, and that was a first-round pick. That's usually how it's supposed to go. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did it that way. Tom Brady's done it that way. But for a guy like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, to come in the first two or three years that play, have so much success, that's why they get the credit that they get. And then get the false credit when mm-hmm. you get hype like that and, and, and aren't actually winning anything like Josh Allen. And then they now they're like, well, maybe we made a mistake. But Josh Allen is is closer to the norm. 
closer to the norm after the get the the smoke settles. A, a, a kid that is going through the ups and downs of learning. That's John, yeah, that that's now in two years from now might be might be better than what we saw. Right. But you got guys that are striking the uh striking while it's hot now, and that's giving them the credit that they're giving. But either way it goes, it's not an easy thing to just put together the right uh combination of guys just because they're all practicing well. Yeah. I think some guys just operate a little different, but it's a little different you need to be able to make plays in, in amongst the best competition. Let's talk the biggest surprises of the 2022 season. And I got Adam Shipley. Thank you for tapping in. He said, biggest surprise to me was the frustrating play of Maris Leofau. Expected a lot from him. I mean, and what once, did you expect? Man, you know what? Dude, Maris Leofau, I think taking a step back and let me let me give some brutal honesty. The fact that Maris Leofau made it through the season healthy was the key for him. You're talking about a dude that really wasn't even practicing during the fall. Like Notre Dame really wasn't talking about it, but he really wasn't even practicing. And when he practiced, he was doing maybe like 40%. And remember when Marcus Freeman gave that speech? Like, we don't like our guys to practice half speed. Yeah. Like, no, nah, if you can't go full speed, we don't want you practicing. That was pretty much about Maris Leofile, man. Like, it, he, he physically wasn't right. And they really brought him along. And he didn't get a lot of reps in fall camp because they just wanted him to be healthy. They didn't want to take the chance of him being injured or getting injured. So they kind of babied him and coddled him. So really, when he started playing, that was camp for him. Yeah, you could see that he needed some more reps. Yeah, that was and camp like, for him. Uh, you look like you just trying to figure it out on the fly mm -hmm. instead of being in a groove or a routine like you've been doing it. And, you know, that's just a – because you could tell there was something missing with me. She like, yeah, we like him. And we remember some flashes, but it's just like a skip on the game. It's like something just – he's missing that piece. And I think, like, yeah. you're right, resting him when he really could have been pushing it to get some experience so that that talent developed instead of still being raw. It just looked raw out there. Yeah. I mean, put somebody in there that know what they're doing. That's what people probably <laughs> felt at the time. But he just was just raw. He was still on the, on the highlight mode that he gave us uh, the previous year because he didn't have that development. He's hurt. Yeah. You know, he missed those camps. This is a good Jacob C. Thank you for tapping in. Biggest surprise was lack of an emerging wide Why? receiver. Yeah, I don't, I don't, dude. You pretty, I, I know I expected Chancey Stuckey to at Improve least take two, technique, two, three years. The talent of the yeah. room and grow yeah. the room to be ready. Yeah. But I think we saw the improvement from a technical aspect of that room. But I didn't expect anybody to just. It wasn't a trust factor on play calling to even give them a chance. You know, and when it was, it was like we're either hit or missing it or they're not 
maybe because we don't know what they talk about. Mm-hmm. Maybe they scheme some things up to hit guys outside, and we're not confident in hitting it, so we hit inside. But you know, it didn't look like there was a lot of trust to depend on the receivers to win us a game either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I see, I see people in the chat saying the linebackers being a surprise. Uh, until I mean, the linebacker position at Notre Dame is pretty much until further notice, right? Like yeah, until really. until we see it. Until we see it. Until we see it, you know, and fully expect J.D. Bertrand to be the leader out there this year with Prince Colley, Jalen Sneed, Nolan Ziegler, and some of the other guys sprinkled in. You know, hopefully. Hopefully. Like Manny Navarro told us, when you have the best talent on your team, they should take the majority of the snaps as starters in their second year. And hopefully that's what we're going to see from this second year uh, linebacker core group. Jalen Sneed, Ziegler, Junior Tulamaka has already moved to the defensive line. I don't, Jaden Osbury and Drake Bowen, I think, you know, they should take a year. They, man, take a year, learn the game, special teams, get better. Because the guys in front of them should be ready to go and make an impact. Yeah, it's time to see some of those young guys flash and the Marcus mm-hmm. Freeman there really kick off with guys he put a lot of effort in recruiting. And, you know, the older guys that he wasn't head coach for should really fill in as a role. I mean, you know, not too many places in the country letting too many fifth-year guys come back, letting too many older guys come back because it's a young, young man's sport. But you know, for Notre Dame's a different place, but I think it's about role playing and everything that you're doing. So for those young guys like JD Bertrand's gonna be in there, but as a as a responsible senior fifth year guy, hopefully bringing those young guys up on his way out. Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. You already know we spin it different. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Projecting surprises. I, I will say this. 
I think the Notre Dame return game is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Mm. I think they built the foundation last year under Brian Mason, a firm foundation, and now they start to build the other levels of special teams to an equal level of what we saw from the punt block unit, John Sott having a really good season and having more consistency as a place kicker and kickoffs. I think that's coming along on the second and third levels as Brian Mason continues to build that special teams unit. I think you're going to see some big-time returns. I think they return two punts for a touchdown and maybe even one kickoff this year. I think that's one of the surprises I'm looking forward to seeing coming forth in the 2023 season. Yeah, special teams, yeah, definitely seeing – some action in the punt return game and kick return game must make an effort. Maybe even see one of them double reverses in the uh, kickoff where we catch it and run and toss it to the guy going, you know, seeing some creativity or effort. That phase of the game is proven to really help uh, stimulate our offense and even lead to a huge blowout that many people didn't expect because our third phase of the game really came in play. And even the other team noticed it as the game changing effort that took them out. And I think that's something we can expand on and keep teams strategizing against us like USC where they didn't even let us get out there. Yeah. So it shows that we are making great strides in that area, but we need to have an impactful guy. And I know that we got a lot of guys that can catch punts, but how many are punt returners? See, you see how I did that? We had, we had guys that's fielding punts, like just back there, just, just waiting on we we don't need guys that are out there fielding balls. We need a guy that's gonna go and retrieve that thing and bring it back. You know what I mean? Like I can I can hire somebody out of the stands and just go back there and catch it. This is not a walk-on position that's a classic Rudy thing that we just nominate. Well, you know, a Make-A-Wish Foundation for somebody to go out there and just field punts. This is a special teams unit. Mm-hmm. But they call it bomb squad or something like that. It's about getting it and coming, changing the field position. Yeah. You get yeah. it and want to start as far as the punt took it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. I think they have to punt returners. If, they, if we're just going strictly by the freshman class that's incoming, it's at least three punt returners, elite punt returners in that class. You have to yeah. be able to trust them. And I think there were a couple in the 22 class that just didn't get the opportunity. You just have to be able to trust them. But the first thing with Brian Mason is catching a ball. Catching a ball. That's the first thing to punt return. Anthony Solomon. Now this is this is I put this up left because it's interesting. What is crazy to me, he says, is all of these guys we noticed as breakout players, and a team went nine and four. One would think the record would have been better. First, I just want to clarify: there's a difference between surprise and breakout players. In my opinion, we're saying guys that surprised us. I wouldn't. I would exactly call a breakout player means you've gone to a status of like star. And I don't think any one went to that status. But I think because of lower expectations, 
I think there are some guys that surprised us. Like, I think Howard Cross played very well. Zeke Carell played, I wouldn't call Zeke Carell an all-American all center, but he was really good. He was really good. Yeah, I think he's really good for what we asked him to do. He was really good. I would love for him to pick up just a little bit more weight, but he's so good technically in using leverage. Yeah, I'm going to, you, you know what? You know another surprise? I, I have a surprise. Another surprise. Notre Dame is going to have a wide receiver go over 800 yards receiving. Possible. Somebody's going to pop this year. Possible. I don't know who, but somebody's going to pop. We we can we can predict who most likely. I don't think we're a team built on surprise players because surprise players aren't trusted players, mm-hmm. and we know how that trusting works offensively, defensively. You know we've seen Jalen Sneed get in and Prince Collie get in and you know some flashes of some guys, but we're pretty much a an experienced semi-veteran team that likes to roll out there more than not. We're not, unless a major injury, like how Ben Morrison got in. I think that qualifies as a surprise because it's surprising he played that early. (laughs) Yeah. He's a surprise that became a breakout player because then he started not only playing early, then he started doing crazy things, you know. Yeah. Top player on the defense. Another surprise I would say in 2023 is going to be Notre Dame's going to have a double-digit sack artist. I know, I know you put the, the, the ceiling oh. at about eight. Throw some names. I'm gonna go with my boy Jordan Botello. I let I mean if he's Josh Burnham, time, look, maybe. I keep telling people this. Josh Burnham, when people finally get him, get to see him play. But if he has seven sacks, that's good though for Josh Burnham. That's that's what I'm hearing from you being, oh, he's gonna surprise, he's gonna do so. Seven sacks is that that's what it sounds like to me. How do you how wait a minute? How did you just put a number to that? Because if it was 10 plus, you wouldn't be saying, I think he's going to show a lot of people this and that. Like, Falski wasn't showing a lot of people. Falski was out there getting the sacks he was getting with the expectation of trying to break the record. Josh is like, I think it's going to surprise some guys. So surprising people or coming on the scene <coughs> with seven. Because if that's the case, is he going to start and have the snaps to even get that many opportunities to get that? 10 plus if he's surprising people and coming on the scene I think if it was a Riley Mills you were saying that on about where he's on the field 90% of the time you know math is math and he has the higher chance of getting 10 plus but does Riley have the motor to get 10 plus that's another question it's another question I think a solid 10 plus guy He doesn't even – who's starting full-time now that can get 10-plus? Not guys that are coming in. 
Like I mean, I have time. to. I have to project the starting lineup. I mean, we lost. Exactly. Meaning, exactly. Meaning that nobody's been getting enough reps full time to be in shape to be getting 10 sacks a season unless they just become an all star player, right? Mm -hmm. Because everybody's been playing part time. You know, ain't nobody get the benefits of the, of the, the dental and the vision and the and the healthcare. Right. They've been on 1099s contractors come in third down come in first and second get about 30 40 snaps you know even with the young linebackers i think the young linebackers are going to be productive but it's like you said it's still undetermined <laughs> everybody's been kind of getting they they toe in the water but nobody's truly in the deep end where you can lean on a high productive uh, projection yet, unless we, unless we recruited like some some monsters, unless we got Chase Young on that deal. <laughs> I think Tyson Ford can have a huge impact, but it'll be like it'll. It's oh, not absolutely. Like, okay, we're not gonna have the Eagles D line where every every guy that's starting has ten sacks, ten or more sacks. No, this is not about to be the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have 70 sacks on the season. <laughs> Everybody has 10 plus. But I think we'll have like we'll have a good amount of sacks, but it's by committee. I think everybody will have pepper in six, pepper in five, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, pepper in a high like eight and maybe the team leader. But I don't see anybody just getting all right. I'm I don't need to be double teamed every game. But maybe that is the best, right? Expecting Isaiah Foskey to carry the load in that area and now spreading things out across the two deep to where as you get four from this guy, four from this guy, four from this guy, and collectively if you have six or seven guys giving you four to five sacks. You good. Yeah. Now You, you may be more dangerous than just depending upon Isaiah Foskey who, yo, all-time sack leader, first-round I mean, pick projected in the draft. Think about it. You got the all-time sack leader, all the greatest yeah. winningest quarterback. You know. We'll we'll you. see. We'll see. It was fun talking about the surprises of 2022 and projecting some of the surprises that may come with Notre Dame football in 2023. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Subscribe. Smash that like button. Hit the notification bell. Go to CFB Nation. In conjunction with Irish Breakdown for all of our great content, it's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, and we spend it different.